So hello, thank you for joining us today. And uh, today we have a very special discussion about breathwork. And we have a very good friend of mine, Galinda. And now I'll just read out a, uh, a um, sorry, a bio from Galinda. So Galinda is a certified IREST yoga nidra meditation teacher, a yoga instructor specializing in mental health, a children's certified calm coach, a Reiki master, energy teacher, and a surf coach. She combines her passions for meditation, yoga, singing, sound, and surfing within her classes. Anxiety was no stranger to Galinda. She had faced some really challenging experiences which resulted in personal suffering. Meditation completely changed her life and she is now so passionate about inspiring others to overcome anxiety and suffering too. Recently, breathing has been another layer that Galinda has uncovered. Galinda was a chronic asthmatic as a child and a constant mouth breather. In all of what she has experimented with and has researched with her own breathing, she now shares breathing techniques and sessions with others. Breathing is key to everything. We spend so much time and attention on eating good, healthy food, drinking clean water and exercising. We practically pay no attention to how we are breathing. Breathing needs to be treated as seriously as everything else. It really is only a few minutes without it and we are done. So thank you for joining us, Galinda. It's such a pleasure to have you today. Um, I know it's such an important topic and I can't wait to dive in with you. So welcome. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. <laughs> Yay. And I always start off my podcast with the guests with a gratitude. So what are you grateful for today? I'm grateful for my breath. Yeah, for waking up this morning and breathing. Yes, beautiful. Me too. So, um, yeah, I'm. I have had the privilege of working with you just recently, and I notice after every session, including one we did this morning, um, where you just feel so calm, and I even noticed a change in uh, my face. Um, so we'll get into that and we'll talk about that. I'd love you to share more of what you know and the knowledge behind that. Um, but yeah, I'd love to ask you, first of all, you know, what is breathwork? Well, um, breathwork or breathing for me is learning how to safely connect yourself to the vagus nerve, which is the main nerve that runs from the base of this brain all the way it links through all it goes through the esophageal tube it goes through the diaphragm it connects to every organ in the body except the adrenals and it has a relationship with our brain with our heart and with our belly they're our three main brains i know we have one main one but there are actually three and through connecting with those main areas it's constantly giving feedback to our brain about what's happening in our body should we be searching for are we under threat should we be searching for an exit that kind of thing so the uh the vagus nerve is what what this is what we're what we're trying to tone when we're doing breathing or breath work is to efficiently be able to calm the body down so we're activating the parasympathetic nervous system and we're yeah. we're not in our 
fight or flight mode. So yeah. breathing is correlated to this um, vagus nerve. And yeah, it's constantly, are we safe? Am I safe? Am I safe? All, and that, that communication is just happening all the time between our body and our brain. Mm. So yeah, when, when we're breathing, we need to be aware of how we're breathing. And I think that's the missing link these days. Yeah, for sure. And um, in saying that, do you know a statistic or um, some information you can share about how many people like don't really know how to breathe properly? And I know when I learned that, I was really shocked um, with how many of us, you know, I'm asthmatic, but I also learning that felt like, oh, wow, like nearly everyone, you know, a lot of people um, don't know how to breathe yeah. properly. So this is where I'll go out on a limb and, and kind of maybe this is a little bit risque with what I've been researching, but I'll, I'll, I'll know what's true for me because I've been practicing it myself, but I actually believe, and there's some medical evidence that um, psychological conditions are, can be related to breathing inadequacies. So um, I know there's a 75% um, anxiety rate around that's being thrown around at the moment. I guess if you, if you find that, tune, tune that down, one in four people, it might even be as high as one in three people will suffer some sort of mental health issue. And I believe they're linked. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah, that's how, so the statistic for that would be the anxiety rate and anxiety is generally linked to poor breathing. Yeah. So really yeah. high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I would imagine illness and, and other kinds of things, which I'm sure you'll um, tap into some of that as well. Um I know the book uh, is a breath with James mm. Nestor. Yeah, I've just picked that up. It's been recommended to me, you know, for a while now. Um, but I've noticed that it's quite popular with a lot of people now. So it's, I, I feel like the awareness of breath is just starting, um, and which is why I really wanted to have this conversation with you because you know I have found it so fascinating that book myself and I feel like every person in the world um, should read that book um, so how did your journey start did it start with a book like that or just your own discovery yeah so I think um, just with a background as a competitive swimmer and taking what you do in the pool out into everyday life which was constantly breathing in and out through my mouth because that's what we did in the pool yeah. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, later on as I became a yoga teacher, oh, okay, I'm not breathing properly. Maybe I should try this and that. And I'd do that for X amount of time during the class. And then I re would revert back to my mouth breathing. So I believe that, you know, learning how to breathe effectively and adequately can change the way that we're surviving really. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I spent a lot of time in the ocean as well. And I was noticing I always would get nervous before going into the ocean, no matter what, no matter if it's small, flat, there'd be this little, and I was putting it down to over a little bit of time of, of self-awareness. You know, obviously, that's, yeah. that's a skill in itself, learning how to be aware of what's happening. So whenever I would paddle back out after catching a wave, I would be gaping. <sighs> and I wouldn't be feeling calm when I'm out there. And I was wondering, like, I'd be just on edge. And I was just wondering all the time, like, I just didn't feel at ease in a way because the ocean is something that I feel so comfortable in. I've, I've you know, swam for Australia a long time ago, surf life saving, da-da-da. Yeah. I'm familiar with the water, but there was just this something that was always making me on edge. I know my body's trying to keep me safe, 
And it wasn't until I started to learn about, you know, specializing for mental health with the yoga that I put the two and two together. And it's like when we're mouth breathing, we're actually putting ourselves into a stress response. So no matter what I was doing, whether I loved it or not, I was still putting myself in a stress response and feeling a little bit edgy. So that's when I realized, um, yeah, along with some second round of mental health training I did with um, Maria Kirsten, actually, who's no longer with us, unfortunately. And she started to bring in all of this stuff about, you know, toning the vagus nerve and what that actually means and over breathing and, you know, mouth taping. So I kind of I'm do it myself exercise. So noticing that I was mouth breathing a lot when I was in the surf and how that was making me feel. And I've been retraining myself to breathe through my nose for a couple of years now. I've been getting close to three years now. So mm. I'm very grateful for, um, for what I've uncovered. And of course, any of this breathing or breath work, whatever you want to call it, it's a very popular thing at the moment, but mm -hmm. it comes back to how does it feel within you? And, and that's something I usually check in all the time. How's my body feeling? How's my breath feeling? And if something doesn't feel right, that's when we address it and we can go from there. Yeah, so, so good. So it's like a bit of an intuitive approach as well that you're doing, like teaching people to listen to their bodies and really tune in, which I love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think if you just start teaching people or instructing people or inviting people to start, oh, let's try this breathing without actually knowing anything about their body, it can, you know, like I've heard so many like, oh, I went to this thing on the weekend, it actually didn't feel that good or you know, so really, and this is where the mental health comes into it. These are just suggestions. You know your body better than anybody yeah. else. How does it feel? Yeah. So yeah. really, really empowering people to know what feels good and what doesn't. And breathing can be a, a big part that, you know, not everybody may be mouth breathing, yeah. but they may be at some particular point throughout the day or they may at night, mm. which was yeah which yeah. was something I was also doing which yeah. could lead into the next little part of this mm -hmm. mouth breathing of a night time so people can fall into the habit of of um, breathing with their mouth open of a night time which can lead to all kinds of things as well like snoring is a one is a big one and I'm I was a snorer mm -hmm. um, it can lead to sleep sleep apnea um, getting up even to go to the toilet a few times through the night because of the water that's being expired, every breath that you take, I think it's something like 43% of every breath that you take in through the mouth when your body's at rest, you're releasing water. So your body wants to create more because we're 70% water. So even through the night, if you're breathing through your mouth, that's why actually people get up to go to the toilet because the body thinks it needs to make more water. So mm -hmm. even something simple like that. So I actually started taping my mouth overnight time to see if I can retrain my brain to learn to you know breathe through my mouth uh, through my nose more adequately yeah that's yeah. yeah. no, so good yeah. um and I you know I'm definitely a mouth breather and um I snore um, my husband will very uh, happily tell me or pay me out about <laughs> um he does too for the record <laughs> but um what yeah oh going back to the the workshops and you know reading the books and things I think because it's so popular um I feel like sometimes with uh trends like this and this is a good trend but 
we feel people feel like you have to like go all in and you know instead of just taking it slow which I love your approach to it is like listening to your body and listening to how you're responding to it because we're all so different right um so the person next to me's reaction is going to be totally different to mine and what I need out of this is it's just not a cookie cutter approach is it so I love how you're teaching this um you know really listening so I just kind of wanted to mention that because I think sometimes we can put pressure on ourselves to get things right like straight away and we you know we just you know you know what I'm saying yeah I know what you mean and I yeah. think um just knowing and being able to speak up for yourself or go you know what that doesn't actually feel quite right for me so and you know we've got all different things going on in our bodies so some breathing practices or breath work can actually you know trigger things within us that mightn't be ideal and if you're not in that safe supported environment where you know you're being held and you're being supported it, it mightn't turn out very well for you so we, yeah. we don't want any of that kind of thing happening but but yeah. pretty much the 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 you know the the bottom line is we're either over breathing and to compensate this we need to slowly breathe. We need to start yeah. to just shift and it's awareness. So yeah. we were taught as kids, you know, that the, car the carbon dioxide that gets expelled um, is a waste gas, whereas it's actually needed for us to transfer. We need little bits of carbon dioxide within our body to transfer the oxygen in the blood to the areas that need, that are in need. So a little part of, of all of this is increasing that tolerance to the carbon dioxide. And that's where breath holding comes in handy because we're then building up nitric oxide in our nose, which can then dilate and increase the capillaries, which is carrying the blood and it can make our muscles and our bodies feel better while we're exercising or whatever we're doing and, um, and get more oxygen and sustain what we're doing. So that's, I just wanted to throw that in as well, a little bit there. No, um, it's something yeah, that I wanted yeah. to ask you about because I know reading this book, I'm learning about how important carbon dioxide is and we've mm. always been told that it's not good for us, you know, or it's not um, so important. So can you touch a bit more into that? Because I just found that really fascinating and enlightening through the book. So I'd love you to just talk on that just for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Now, please know I'm no medical expert, yeah. physiologist. You know, these are just things that I've researched myself and I've experienced from practicing all of this. So everyone just to know that if this doesn't feel right for you, that's okay. And please don't take what I'm saying as gospel. This is These are just suggestions. Yeah, so, you. you know, marinate in it if you like. Let it go in one ear and out the other if, if, that's, a, if that's what you'd like as well. And it's so, always good for people what, to go and do their own research as well. Like totally. Not to you know, trust what anyone says, like take that and, and go with it and research for yourself and what feels good for you. So, yeah. Mm, totally. So as I mentioned just then, nitric oxide is another um, gas that's dangerous outside of our body, but it's really helpful for inside our body. So there's actually no chemical exchange happening if we're breathing in through our mouth. So if you think about all the animals in the wild or, you know, lions about to chase their prey nobody's there you know they're quiet they're silently okay so when we're breathing if we start to notice what's actually happening 
Now, our breath should be very slow. It should be very quiet and we shouldn't actually hear it or feel it. So it's quite soft and invisible. And that even in itself is awareness. That comes down to awareness. And a lot of people don't even know that that's how we actually should be breathing. And I guess that would link back into the anxiety. Most people are shallow, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, which creates that, that issue. Mm -hmm. So if we then start to address breathing in and out through the nose, and then if we start holding our breath for a little bit, now, why would I want to hold the breath? Because the nitric acid then builds up in the nostrils. So then when we release, the nitric oxide then takes a nice amount of blood flow to the brain through the oxygen. It's got more, it's just a really helpful way to calm the body and to take more oxygen to the areas that it's needed. Mm -hmm. So during these breath holds, we notice that starting to feel. So if you take a breath in and then breathing out, and then we would hold our breath, let's just say we do it for as long as we comfortably can. We don't need to force anything. Then we would release and we, that nitrogen oxide is fantastic for decongestion itself of the nasal passages and sending that beautiful um, oxygen to the brain, to the body. And it, 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 just, it just makes it a really um, wonderful experience for the body to calm down and to get more oxygen to where we need it. So when we're holding our breath though, that when we start to feel that breathlessness, that's actually not, Everybody thinks, oh, I can't breathe. I need more oxygen. That's actually the carbon dioxide level building up in our system. And that breathlessness that we feel is the carbon dioxide increasing. It's not actually lack of oxygen. Mm. And I think when people get that shift in their head, like I'm holding my breath, oh, I can't breathe. It's because I haven't got oxygen. That's not actually correct. It's actually the increase in the carbon dioxide, which is what we need to then transfer the oxygen through the blood to the heart and to the other areas more efficiently. So with the over-breathing, we're just breathing out too much carbon dioxide, which we actually safely need for our body to be working properly. Yeah. Now, yeah. I hope that makes sense. Totally does. Yeah. And yeah. I just think yeah. it's so fascinating. Um, you know, like, I'd love to hear from you. Like, why don't you think we know this? Like, it just seems like such vital information. Um, and I'm just surprised that, you know, it, yeah, it's just like we are made of the breath or where, you know, it just, it baffles me that we don't know this. Um, so why do you think that, you know, we don't know how to breathe properly or we don't know this information until now? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I've got lots of ideas. I think we've got a very fast paced life that we probably never have used to. Um, you know, we're, we're just on the go. Devices are a big part. Everything's instant. We don't probably take the time to, you know, even chew our food properly. Mm. You know, people are anxious. I hear that, you know, preppies are anxious about going to school. There's a whole lot of mixed reasons why this could be happening. Even diet, I've mentioned just that before. Like if you think about back in the generations, you know, hundreds and thousands of years ago, mm -hmm. um, we don't even eat like they do now. I, I, they would have spent their days going to kill an animal to eat. That's what they would have done. And the tribe, that the whole community would come together and that they'd have that meat, that meal. And that would, in, in, you know, include chewing, 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 chewing. And so even as far as, like what's happening with our lack of breathing knowledge is our face changes our mm -hmm. our you know there's 
we don't have a pronounced jaw because we're drinking a lot of smoothies. Like they didn't have smoothies back there. So this is a generational thing that's actually changing. So if you, it's, it's a long answer, I know, but yeah. it could no. be, could be our diets are changing. We're not doing what we used to do. Um, and I guess too, the threats these days, which will tie back into the mental health side of it is stress is a big component. And I don't actually know if the stresses these days would have been similar to mm. what, you know, back in the day where, you know, you're being chased by a lion yeah. or, or this day, relatable stresses, you're overworked and you're waiting for a promotion or you're waiting for that phone call from your boss to take the next step yeah. or, you know, you're pacing the office or, and what's happening now is that those, um, those stresses within us aren't life-threatening, but we have more of them. Yeah. They don't appear to be as life-threatening, but our body still believes that they are life-threatening. Yeah. Um, so we're just becoming full of, you know, these chemicals in our bodies that we don't really need from having the stress responses all the time. Mm. And I, I kind of think, you know, taking the time to be present with ourselves, to connect with nature. Mm. And, and I think breathing practices need to be as important as brushing your teeth. So that was a long-winded way, but I, I, you know, it could be something that's lost in generations. Mm. I know there were elders in, especially in Indian tribes where one elder, it, it, their job every night was to close the lips of the mouths of babies. Really? Of, uh, so if, mm. if the little babies were, that was their job purely. So this is, this isn't new. This is just something yeah. that's been forgotten over time. Yeah. And I feel it's like with everything that's changing in the, in the world at the moment, yeah. Really, why would you want to be breathing through your mouth? You know, our yeah. nose is designed to be humidifying the air that we breathe, to, you know, not allowing germs, all of that kind of thing. Whereas if you're mouth breathing, it's going straight in. And think about what's around at the moment. So we really want to be more mindful of how we're breathing more efficiently, mm-hmm. uh, but also giving us uh, that little, um, little chance to allow that carbon dioxide to build up, which will then in turn increase the nitric oxide which will have an amazing effect on the body yeah yeah it just seems amazing that um you know they used to like you know as babies like just trained to close the mouth so you know just yeah it's it's interesting that we've forgotten to do that or it's been lost along the way but anyway it's important information to get back out there because um, I want you to talk about the benefits, um, some of the benefits physically, mentally of breath work as well, because I know reading the book, I was so surprised with some of the things that actually uh, it was helping with. And one of them was even just straighter teeth. Um, so that was, yeah, incredible. So can you speak into some of the benefits um, of, you know, what breath work can do for us? Yeah, definitely. Um, so one important thing, firstly, is that the nitric oxide can help decongest. So I don't know, um, for me as an asthmatic, as a kid, asthma and sinus issues kind of go hand in hand, really anything to do with the face. Um, so, you know, naturally clearing your own nose through breathing is, is amazing. Um, you can start to notice differences. It can lower your blood pressure. It can be very good for vascular heart health. It can um reduce anxiety and depression um, there's even research around lowering rates of diabetes mm. um there's there's that's just a few of off the top of my head that um you know 
breathing yeah. can assist in all of these yeah. things. And yeah. posture, so, I would imagine, and oh, totally, you know, and physical you know, even you know, even um, opening your mouth, like mouth breathing, causes bad breath, and it'll it can lead to cavities in your teeth, you know. So on the hind side of that, we wow. really always want to be breathing in through our nose, out through our nose, quietly, softly, and as if nothing is really happening. Um, but mainly, it's the activation of this vagus nerve and we're toning this vagus nerve so we can either have a high or a low tone of this vagus nerve and low tone can a lot of those things I just mentioned then can lead to depression it's generally trauma in the body stress in the body Um, whereas if we can start to work on you know practicing these breathing techniques we can start to improve the vagus tone the tone which, you know, to do that, we would meditate, we would sing, we could try humming. I want to bring a little attention to humming. Humming is a fantastic, really, really lovely way to activate the vagus vagus nerve and bring some relief in the body. Um, And it's a sound, so it creates a nice vibration, but it's soothing to the the vagus nerve. Um, Yeah, so, you know, doing yoga, exercising, Mm -hmm. um, but mainly yoga kind of breath, breathing as well the slow and controlled um can be really beneficial for increasing the vagus tone um yeah so so they're just a few little benefits and yeah for sure and uh how often should we be aware of this or um doing a some kind of a practice and also what kind of a practice would you recommend for people to even start with well, I, you know, go out on a limb here and say something that's probably a little bit full on, but every time we have a drink of water, and if you think about how often we need water, it, it's a good way to just to check in and see how we're breathing. So if you think about the eight glasses of water or the two litres that we need a day, every time you're having a drink, perhaps just pausing and noticing how, how am I breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, sighing, I just want to mention sighing as well. Sighing is an indication of over-breathing oh. and it, it's helpful to either... A lot of people are sighing, um, like that's a definite sign that we're not um, we're not breathing adequately. And the carbon dioxide is just bringing straight, breathe straight out, so it's it's actually making you crave more oxygen. So um, yeah, I just thought I'd touch on that. Yeah. But yeah, I believe it's something that we should do. You know, at least like I said, like it's as important to me as brushing my teeth. Yeah. So even taking you know a couple of minutes, maybe even three or four, three three to five times a day definitely just checking in with your breath yeah when you're having your water um but daily yeah i I, yeah Yeah. i I definitely think it's something that needs to be this important like i said in the in well in the bio at the start we're so um interested in what we're actually putting in our bodies what we're drinking clean water clean organic food no chemicals whatever but we don't actually pay attention to our breath and without our breath we're 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 done in a few minutes you know Mm. so yeah Yeah. oh absolutely and yeah because like you said you know we'll be done in a few minutes it's our foundation of our you know our life basically our existence so it is really important um that we do learn this and considering what mental health challenges we do have in the world at the moment and and possibly um 
rising uh, depending on what's going on and people not having the tools, like it is really important for people to know this um, so that they know how to manage, um, you know, their anxiety and depression. That's just one thing I'm going to mention. But um, what could be something, so I know that uh, a lot of people listening will know someone or even themselves who have uh, suffered with anxiety and depression. I know that you have as well. Um, so what would you recommend for them to uh, start with or is there an, a simple exercise that they can do uh, to kind of calm themselves down um, on their own if they're, you know, hoping that they'll get some help from someone to do this because it is, I've found it very beneficial um, already in my life. But, yeah, what's a tool that they can do on their own to help manage the thoughts or if you want to talk about your experience with it and what you kind of started doing as well? Well, I think the quickest way to calm yourself down is, is breathing, obviously, um, and I work a lot with children. So the easiest way, and I'll use children here because then the adults or the parents can join along, is to lay on your back and to put your hands on your belly and to breathe in and out through your nose. Okay. And as you're breathing, noticing and, and suggesting, you know, breathe into your hands and just noticing it's like a balloon that fills up and then it releases you could even put a stuffed toy or one of their favourite toys on their tummy and ask them just to watch it moving up and down, mm. up and down. So that's an immediate like bang. That's, we use that one quite a lot if, if we ever go a little bit loopy here yeah. in my household. <laughs> it's like, right. okay, stop breathing. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's and, good. And there's, um, there's a, this, yeah, children can't regulate themselves. They need us to regulate them. So the fact that even if I would, hold my daughter if there was something going on and mm. okay that was a deeper breath but it was in and out through my nose she copies what I do and then so I was getting that coherence to, to, yeah so then our brains are communicating she needs me to um regulate her and then without even me saying she you just notice her breath will get in sync with mine yeah and a, a simple breath counting exercise is always fun with the kids they like to count their you know um, you could do birthday candle fingers yeah you could um touch your fingers so sorry i'll go back to that one now this one you would pretend that oh. you're breathing out you could either breathe out with your thing with your mouth for this one just so they got the okay. idea of breathing and bre so you could breathe in and breathe out so as you're breathing out like they're blowing you pretend that you're blowing out oh. the candles that's now good. that's still, I know I'm all about in and out through the nose, but that still will lengthen the exhalation, right. which will then start to activate the parasympathetic nervous system okay. and, and that vagus nerve. Um, so that's a good one. Even breathe out. I, you know, I am calm. You could say some affirmations. Mm -hmm. So touching each I'm finger. kind, yep. touching each finger. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's a good one. Um, okay. You could, you could, depending on the age of the child or, or the adult or whoever wanted to try, the next little one would be to notice how many seconds it takes you to breathe in. Mm. Maybe three or maybe four. You could do yeah. that a few times just to see. And then what, what, what we would aim to try is to double that um, for the exhalation. So if you were to breathe in for a count of three, you would try or see how it felt to count out for six. So it's a one to two breathing ratio. Okay. 
Okay. Now, if that's a little bit too far of a stretch, you would modify it. You yep. know, it might even be my, my daughter's three. She'll breathe in for three and she breathes out for four. Yep. And then sometimes it's, like, oh, mummy, I'm breathing out for five tonight. So it could be different depending on what's going on. Yeah. Um, but that would be in and out through the nose. But okay. that lengthening of the exhalation is, is coming to the parasympathetic nervous system, yep. which is our rest and digest, which is, is in our um, sympathetic nervous system, which is our fight or flight. So we're activating the rest and digest Okay. Um, part of the nervous system. Yeah. Yep. So there's a couple of ways, but no, that's but good. Yeah, kids, couple for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone's, you know, just suffering with a little attack or a, a bit of a, you know, sudden onset of anxiety, they can just lie down, slow down, um, breathe, uh, expanding into their uh, hands on their tummy. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Counting the breath and and count. Now, for panic attacks, this is where it gets a little bit different. Um, they, they might be too far, like they've already kind of gone offline. Yeah. So sometimes, or, or children, it, it could be an adult, if, if they've already kind of gone offline, nothing will really help them except right. just them to copy what mirroring what you're doing. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just supporting them in that safe space and mirroring that. But generally, I wouldn't, with panic attack people, it depends. Some things work for some and some yeah, doesn't. Okay. You know, like telling yeah. someone to take a deep breath can be the worst thing for them, depending on what they've been through. Right. Um, one other little one that I could share would be a very basic gentle breath hold, which is really helpful for calming mm -hmm. and decongesting the nose. And I know we do this one a lot. It's a breath yeah. in through the nose. Yeah. We let that breath out completely. We pinch the nose two three four five we release and then we continue with our breathing and what what i suggest with the kids is pretend that they've you've thrown a sinky toy in the bottom of the pool mm -hmm. and they're holding their breath and they're going yeah i even nod most of the time yes. the kids and then uh yeah and generally within three to five breaths um they've cleared what's whatever's going on and they're calm so that, yeah. that's probably up there, that one as well. But like I said, yeah. just never forcing anything, just always going with what feels right for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, like so, listen to your body. So helpful. As I said earlier, I think everyone can benefit from learning about breath work or reading this book um, that we've both read and you've read it a number of times, haven't you? Um, breath. Yeah yeah it's it's a bible it's it's on the yeah. bookshelf all the time it's so yeah. fascinating I mean I was two chapters in and I was thinking I'm gonna have to read this a few times just to digest all the information it's just so fascinating um mm. yeah but thanks for sharing what you've shared already is there anything that you'd like to share that we haven't covered uh, that you feel like could be helpful or really important for people to know I think making, I know I'm going on about the in and out through the nose, but there is some benefits. Some people are like, yeah, I'm not breathing properly. I shouldn't be breathing. I was like, there's no should or shouldn't. I just feel what's right for you. And sometimes making a big, ah, making an audible sigh might feel good for you. And if something's stressing you or you're feeling like you need to shift some energy or whatever, have a breath in. Yeah. Ah, and make that sigh out. So there it does is feel good. <laughs> does. and you know yeah. you could even ah, like make an action with it so yeah 
everything depends on how it feels for you. And you don't want to get into a time where something is escalating, like an asthma attack, a panic attack, to try this stuff out. Do this stuff while you're feeling good. Mm. That way it'll be more of a lifeline for you in the times of need. Be well-practiced while you're feeling good with this stuff. So then it will just take a massive edge off if, hopefully not, but when something does arise. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've already noticed since doing some exercises with you that when I do feel myself having a bit of an onset of asthma, I just go deeper into the breath again, just more conscious of it and just practicing what we've learned. And I notice it starts to go away. Um, so it's really fascinating. It's, yeah, it's, it's already helped me and I'm conscious more of breathing in and out through my nose and I'm noticing how um, even my chest feels not as tight and yeah, it just feels more open and expansive. Mm. So it is, it's definitely yeah. helping. Yeah. So with, yeah, with the belly expanding or, you know, um, placing your hands on the belly, it's a great way just to realize that the, the, there's 60% of our ribs are in the back part of our body. So even though we're breathing and we'll feel that it, it's not a front and back kind of thing, it's more yeah. of a, like a balloon, it's a 3D kind of, so yeah. you'll feel it rising, but also out. So it's really mindful to, to remember that, that most of our, our lungs are in the back part of our body. So that will yeah. be expanding as well. Well, so that's interesting. Don't, don't just get pain. It has to go up and down. Yeah. Yeah. I used to get when I had bad asthma attacks, I'd get pains in the back, like the back of my um, ribs. So uh, that makes sense to me because I, like, yeah. Used to hurt. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's awesome. So um, if someone would like to work with you, how can they? I will leave details of your contact in the show notes and everything so people can find you um, but how do you run your sessions how do you work um, because I think people will really benefit from your work um, in more ways than one and you're just such a beautiful person to work with and you know you're doing Aww. very important work so yeah how can people thank work you. with you thank you well thank you for that um, I have a Facebook page at the moment no website and that'll go down so thank you but um yeah, I generally would like to offer one-on-one -on -one sessions first just to gauge where we're at. And I have a weekly session where we involve a few different things in with the breathwork as well. It's usually down at the beach and we've got some fun activities that we do um, involving the breathwork. So, yeah. yeah, so thank you for that. No what worries. I'd like to ask your, ask your viewers is to find us on stories on Instagram and I'd love them to share, to tag you and to tag me what their best takeaway is from today. Yes. If they have any more questions. Good. So, we, good yeah, job. thank you for the love. I so love tag that. Us both. And do tag you us work both. with people online too? So, if they're not on the Gold Coast, like, do you work with people online as well? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So, via, like, like Zoom, we can, yeah. we can do this. We can do anything via Zoom these days Fantastic. as we've learned over the last few Isn't years. Isn't it so, so yeah. good? It's so happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for your time, Galinda. I really appreciate your knowledge and your skills and um, your time and sharing what you've shared today with everybody. I know it's going to be helpful. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And please, everyone, make sure you tag us with your best uh, takeaways on Natasha's um, Instagram and, and stories and my stories as well. You'll find me 
That's it. We'd Thank love you. to hear. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to hear. Or even if you're watching this, let us know on stories that you've been watching our little interview today. Definitely. Well, thank you thank again you so for much. your time and we'll chat soon. <laughs> okay. Thank okay. you. Bye. Bye.